Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody and welcome to red wings rant where tirades and impassioned pleas for your detroit red wings finally have a home yeah hey, Mike. how you doing i'm doing bad yeah yeah we're doing a, a diet at work and all i can think about is chips and m&ms it's torture <laughs> i uh my audio right now is so goddamn loud. Can you talk again? Yeah, I can talk again. There we go. Um, That's much I better. I had soup. I had cereal. Then I had hummus and vegetables. And one leftover chicken tender from our Royal Rumble party. So I... That's it. That's all I get for the rest of the day. <laughs> I uh, I did soup today, too. And I had uh, Paschetti, as uh, Addie likes to call it, which is adorable. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah. somebody saw your uh, Jared saw your pug. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's going to be probably making a cameo today because uh, my lady is not home, and I don't know what she's going to do. Left to her own devices, so yeah, we might get a puppy in. <laughs> um, uh, I did. Uh, Speaking of Jim Johnson's uh, message here, hats off to the Lions for a great year. Mike, for lunch yesterday, yeah, I had about 1,200 calories of pizza. Leftover pizza from Sunday night. I, uh, I just looked at that bucket of leftover pizza and I just said, why? Yeah. Why stop? Just keep going. Just finish it off. Empty the fridge. Do you know? Yeah, there's a lot of stress calories. I probably had about 150 peanut butter M and M's in my bed. That's what I did. <laughs> That's what I did after the Lions lost. Um, yeah, it was uh, today. It was much better. Today was also soup. Uh, that uh, previously mentioned spaghetti, which uh, my wife just absolutely killed it. I I I was trying to be healthier today, but I did have two full bowls of spaghetti because it was so good. Um. It's amazing I, that what carbs you'll suddenly be interested in once you're on a diet. <laughs> Is that just raw pasta? Nom, 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 nom. Uh, but performance art asked what Mike does. Mike does 
underwriting at a mortgage lender in Pontiac. <laughs> and he also has a dog that has to pick the only squeaky toy in the house. Here. Look at so I apologize. Um, yeah, we could, uh, the, I, I, I think one of our segues into the show today is, God damn it, that Lion game was so emotionally devastating. Uh, we could really use a continued hot streak by the Red Wings, um, you know, to kind of lift us, lift us out of the despair, you know? Yeah, and, and we only we only get one win. Or I'm sorry. Whoops, jumped in jumping the gun here. We only get one game uh till February tenth. So we, we get tomorrow and then we've we got a long this game for a long time. Yeah. A long time, <laughs> as Obi Wan would put it. There's there's a lot more than just the two points resting on this game. I, I, I think the last thing we want is after Sunday to go down to the crappy senators and uh and then what wait ten days for the vancouver canucks oh man somebody's gonna need a spanking uh, <laughs> to to like i can't believe that right now for the years we've been doing this and i actually have a four-year-old and a two-year-old <laughs> i was saying i've i have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and this has been the most We've ever been distracted by keeping an episode going. <laughs> I, gave, I gave the puppy four minutes and she's done. So hopefully she doesn't defecate all over the house. Um, but yeah. Uh, Performance art. That non-kick was a kick in the balls. I, Guys, I, I am, you live by the sword, die by the sword. I am not complaining about that non-kick. You can complain. You can complain about Reynolds not catching it. Uh, I complain not about not the kicking it. That the coaching staff made, but just the execution. Uh, Blake says, uh, I got to pay for, uh, or Mike, you have to pay for my actions. Uh, because Blake said earlier, F and Matt ruined my 13 wins in a row. Now, well, we're probably going to ruin it tomorrow, Blake, because Matt and I are going to be in attendance at Little Caesars Arena. We do not have <laughs> a good win loss record uh, when the Red Wings ranters are in the house. Um, Jim Johnson, I have a 36 year old and a 33 year old. Yes, I'm Jim an old Johnson, fart. are you our dad? Uh, Ketzel, what's going on? All right, well, should we jump into some show topics here? I think we've done it, yeah, because I, I think this is, um, I know Ottawa, after, you know, after Ottawa, we kind of have a complete reset, right? Um, because we have what the well, I thought it was a top 10 hardest schedule, it's only 11th. So that's, well, uh... it, it's interesting, right? Because you you could try to break into the Atlantic top three by uh, by just taking a quick look at this because you have an easier schedule than Florida, Toronto, and Boston for the rest of the season. Not not so much easier, but it is pretty crazy how much harder. The Atlantic divisions uh, rest of the season is compared to the uh, all the other divisions because you have, you know, six of your eight teams are in the top 11 of hardest uh, remaining schedules. But yeah, for uh, podcasters, what we're talking about is uh, the remaining schedule strength uh, brought to us by uh, Mike. We used to used to make, fancy ourselves fans of Tankathon, uh, but for different reasons. 
<laughs> so now we're using Tankathon to figure out, can we sneak into the playoffs? And yeah, again, at first glance, you would say, yeah, so a little bit 11th hardest schedule to end the season. Uh, but then when you compare yourself against the rest of the Atlantic and you want to do better than Toronto and Florida, uh, at least according to Tankathon, you have a little bit easier road uh, to the finish line. Just a tiny bit easier. Definitely the tiniest bit easier than Florida, whose strength of schedule, Florida's is 0.561. We are 0. 0.560. And what you're measuring is basically uh, the, the strength of your opponents left over and where their win percentage is. Um, so we're, we're separated by 0.001%, uh, as opposed to Toronto, has uh, they're at 0.5. Seven six. So if you're having trouble keeping track of these numbers uh, while you're listening in your car, uh, that's a point zero one six percent difference. Well, it's funny um, is that Matt, our our uh, strength of, remaining strength of schedule. It's not so long ago that it was top five, uh, but the Red Wings, you know, knocked out these games against Vegas. Um, you know, they played a a tumbly wumbly Philly team. We played Dallas. We played Tampa. We played Florida. Um, we, we literally played all these teams already, um, you know, in the last three weeks here. Um, and you know, it's arguably one of our hotter stretches as, as a hockey team. Um, and it makes you, it makes you feel kind of good that, you know, I, was it Ketzel who threw that in there? Um, Crimson this month kind of proves we can hang with the big boys when we do go hot. Um, I don't. We played a lot of that without our our best player, our our one hipped thirty uh, four year old right winger. So you know maybe there's still some hope for us, man. Yeah, I I mean it it definitely says like how how important is it uh, that we beat Ottawa tomorrow, right? <clears throat> so you look at the easiest opponents on this tankathon. We have one game against Ottawa left, um, one against Columbus. We have a couple against Montreal, one against Chicago. Three against Buffalo still coming up. Um, one against Calgary, but then you know go go up to Florida. They've they've got three against those stinkhole Ottawa Senators. So they they it, it's just one of those things where it's right. We're gonna get through tomorrow, and this percent of strength of schedule with games left is gonna change. Right, that number's gonna go up because you're gonna remove the crappy, no good, um, eat shit for breakfast and can't get their team turned around they just suck ass ottawa senators um you know they're gonna remove they're gonna be sorry they they were um uh they i i don't know they were in my on our twitter account for red wings rant today so i figure some of them are probably watching but they know their team sucks ass um but essentially that'll be removed from our easiest opponents list here and that uh strength the schedule percentage is gonna go it'll probably leapfrog right over florida and right there uh, we have another <laughs> tough go ahead of us so not not necessarily you know i don't i don't want to talk about that too much i, I think i just want to talk about like yes when we played these great teams the last month we had a great like it was a hell of a month but i still don't want to have December results where you're playing the crappers and uh, you know, turnovers get the best of you. Injuries become a problem. Um, the goaltending just looks terrible, which again, Alex Lyon in the lineup. Is that a problem? 
right now? No. Well, you've got problem solved right there. Um, do we have a ton of injuries? Well, you've got Ottawa coming up, and we know that they're a dirtbag team. So could have new injuries to talk about tomorrow. That's kind of how they play their game is let's try and injure somebody and see if we can get through 60 minutes after that. Um, but, you know, cross your fingers that that doesn't become an issue. Um, and then you can knock that game out. But I just want to say, like, that's that's the big thing for me. That's uh, you're you're about to lose one of these, quote unquote, easy games. So you, you got to take advantage of it. You got to win. You got to keep the Senators, you know, rolling through their uh, different reason for maybe pulling up Tankathon. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, this Red Wing hot streak here, Matt. We've kind of, you know, pushed our way into being, you know, a playoff team. And so it's almost like when they look at uh, Ottawa's strength of schedule and it has toughest, toughest opponents, there should be a little uh, Red Wing symbol in there with at least a one. Come on, make us look like a tough opponent. Um, <laughs> um, but Jim Johnson. Um, I think he's going for a comment of the episode here because he's saying win tomorrow would be 10, 2, and 1 for January. Woo! That's a hot month. It is. You're pretty much uh, flipping over everything that went wrong <laughs> in December and fixing that problem. Um, oh, we Blake says, uh, oh, get ready to be disappointed then. Yikes. Blake, <laughs> naughty, naughty. Uh, Jared's saying, uh, speaking of Kane, he confirmed today after practice that it is not his hip that was injured. Did he say what it was? I feel like something uh, his agent would say. Yeah. Um, and also, <laughs> performance art saying, please, for the love of God, don't put Huso in tomorrow. I'm going to lose it. Um, <laughs> I think I think Lalone confirmed that it is Alex. Lion, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're going to have 10 days to rest after that. Um, and, and, you know, and here's the important reason. So, again, podcast listeners, we're pulling up the standings right now. The Red Wings... Um, since the last time we talked about this um a solid position here in the second wild card spot with 49 games played uh your third place team so just outside of the wild card spot is the new york islanders also with 49 games played are uh five points behind uh take a little hop and a skip down pittsburgh penguins they do have three games in hand however six points out uh, so if they tried to win out, um, we'd be right there tied with them. So we we do have this uh, second wild card spot as before we were playing the game of like, well, we we do have points percentage, but if these teams you know win out, um, we're either out of the wild card or it's a it's a really tough time. But um, you know we we've even got uh, the points on the Philly Flyers who are going through a lot of issues right now, and it was already mentioned in the chat. Uh, Carter Hart's going to be out. He is now one of the um, folks named uh, in the London, Ontario, uh, five players that were called for uh, to be arrested, um, which I know we were kind of going back and forth about that. But, you know, Philly's going to have to figure out their goalie problem. Um, <laughs> I think I think Jared was a part of the conversation and the jokes that, uh, hey, Philly, um James Reimer, ready to go. We could pack it, package yeah. him right up, send him out. <laughs> um, but just, just some good feelings right now. And uh, you know, it's been uh, mentioned. I, I see Tampa getting the mention in here too. Uh, with 50 games played, uh, Tampa's at 
59 points. So we could win and tie Tampa tomorrow for the third place spot in the Atlantic. Um, Jared pointing out also in the chat um, remains third based on uh, the regulation wins. So mm. kind of a bummer there, but uh, you know, you know it's tough too is like the Red Wings are playing super hot and it's annoying that we still can't get like a leg up because everybody ahead of us is also pretty hot. Like Boston seven, one and two, Florida six, two, two, Tampa eight and two. And it's like, we got to win like 70 to 80% of our, you know, games and like points in a game, like just to keep pace. Um, So, I mean, again, it's encouraging that we did it against, you know, pretty tough um, string of games, uh, pretty strong teams um recently but god damn i wish we didn't have to win 70 to 80 percent of the time just to keep pace um so yeah i'm looking forward to ottawa and then i'm looking forward to a break and then i'm looking forward to just a just this just a hair of an like an easier schedule man just a hair well i i mean just to point that out too like um the only team Right. I mean, I guess we're we're making ground on Toronto, right? Because they're five, four, and one in their last ten. And then you've got Florida at six, two, and two. That means we've only gotten one more point than Florida for us to try and play catch up in this <laughs> in this little stretch run. But like going back to the streak, the schedule. Um again, we're we're about we're gonna take we're gonna cross Ottawa off our list of easiest opponents remaining. We're going to leapfrog Florida and in our race here for a playoff spot, it's only really going to be Toronto. Um, I mean, if you want to play the game about, you know, trying to catch up to, uh, to Boston, for sure we can have that conversation, but Tampa had a rough go in the first half of the season. When you look at their strength, the schedule left, you, you could make the argument. Maybe that first half for sure. Vasilevsky was out uh, for sure. The defense had its struggles. But now they're in the second half of the season. They've got their easier schedule remaining. That's going to be a tough go. Um, so, you know, watch out for Tampa. Eight and two in their last 10, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so we should refer to them going forward through this episode. So it it is one of those things. Again, like to go back to the, the title of this episode, Red Wings could cure City's heartbreak for sure this week. And for sure, there's things that point to us being in the fight, but there, this is going to still be an uphill battle. And, um, you know, we've been doing it without Patrick Kane for this last little bit here, but uh, there's some things I want to talk about later in the episode that'll kind of hint that uh, we, we do desperately need uh, Patrick Kane. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit here, but um, let's do this. Um, we're doing we're 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 doing pretty good going back and forth. I want to I want to hint at uh, you know Andrew Cop has clearly been listening to the show, trying to do right by me. Let's, <laughs> t- let's take a little bit deeper look. He's, I know he's um was it the Athletic who put that article out about um Cop Rasmussen and was it Costin or Fisher? Just kind of putting things together as like an actual checking line, but yeah, more than being a checking line is cops actually contributing on the score sheet. Um, I got to see one of those goals, Matt. It was shorthanded against Philly. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's definitely he's got his Red Wings rant subscription. He's like, God damn it, I'm tired of getting thrashed in this show. And uh, yeah, he's he's really turned it around, Matt. This line has been cooking. 
Cooking. Yeah, we'll we'll take a look at those stats here in just a sec. We will be right back with you guys. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers could bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. 49ers are favored right now, negative two. Are you gonna be putting some money down on those crappy, crappy Niners that took down your Detroit Lions? Or are you gonna go for Taylor Swift's Kansas City Chiefs? You decide. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can bet five bucks get to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. Four six seven three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for problems gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, twenty one plus age varies. Restriction varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty eight hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsibility gaming resources. Jared throws out there. I just see Mike running out of his room and being <laughs> the nice pile of crap from his dog. I uh, shut off my video. Damn it. Hey, Jim Johnson was paying attention to the, uh, the ad read. He, he throws out there, Travis Kelsey might get lucky either way. Well, um, I mean, Jim Johnson, uh, yeah, I, I feel pretty confident that Kelsey's a pretty pretty happy man right now. Um, but Jim Johnson saying the Matt and Mike comedy hour. Matt, you know, Ketzel put it best when he said in the immortal worlds of Andrew Kopp, I don't give a shit. I think Andrew Kopp has embraced the comedy hour. That was my <laughs> favorite hockey interview that I've seen since uh, fill in the blank. Yeah, and it it really was like um you don't we don't get enough Andrew Cop, right, in like interviews, but that that was something that my heart melted as a hockey fan. That was beautiful. The key to but is that self-awareness, which he definitely had. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And it, it's it, what's funny too is that there wasn't like prep for that, right? Like he gets just he gets asked that question without hesitation. He's all about the victory. He's all about trying to you know. No, this means nothing. I I'm <laughs> we're going for the win. This yeah. I, I don't care about this goal. This is all about like did this help us get to the end game? Which is the brand new Andrew Cop we see starting January first. And I I I did some digging. I did some research here. Uh, Blake throwing out there. Uh, where was it? More. More cop love, please, Matt. And I, I, I will tell you this. Cop can get all the love he wants. As long as he turns in a month like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, This is proof. Mike, this is proof that when I've been looking at, you know, what cop's role was, and I said, sure, guys, I get it. 
He's being rolled out against tough opponents, right? Like uh, we said that his role was to go against uh, the top six. And of course, things are going to go against you. Like uh, you're going to have more shots against you than you you can put on net. But to the length that it was, like to to how unbelievably bad he would get out shot, it was like, all right, well, what's the difference we're making here? So from October all the way to the end of uh, 2023, uh, you could see like his his expected goals for percentage, Mike, at 40 percent. Like when the Red Wings turn in games like that, they're losing like eight to two. Um, Corsi against per 60 in that time uh, was a 65.61 is Corsi four per 60 was a 47.48. And it, it's for sure. At, like, absolutely. You don't if if the guy's being put out to to stop the other team defensively, that doesn't just mean like you're going out there and playing the boards hard. You're getting the puck out of the zone, which is what we finally have seen in 2024 from Andrew Kopp, Mike. The expected goals against dropped nearly an entire goal per game. And we can attribute that, Mike, to his expected goals against uh, per 60. I'm sorry, his Corsi against per 60 taking a huge hit, or in a positive way, uh, dropping by over 10 points uh, the way that that's measured and bringing his expected goals for percentage up from 40.22, of course, in 2023 to 44.65 so far this year. Guys, Andrew Kopp is going to get all this love because he deserves it because he's playing like the way we all said. For some reason, you guys were like, no, he was doing this. Not all of you guys, but I was getting a lot of pushback, and everybody. <laughs> I mean, the was... core surgery, right? We've dragged that joke out for right. two and a half years now, and, and this is like how core surgery is finally turned around. It's healed. Yeah. We, we did it. <laughs> it's so finally it healed. Thirty months to come back from core surgery. That's okay. But it, it's not just, and this this is where I took the extra step. It's not just seeing that the chances have now started to even out. So it's not just cop getting absolutely <laughs> dogged night after yeah. night. Um, the giveaways have gone down by a yeah. full giveaway per 60, Mike. He's yeah. turning the puck over a half, like he cut it in half. How many times he's turned the puck over? Man, I wish he could um, teach that skill to Cade Cunningham, who uh, leads the NBA in turnovers. <laughs> but we got a few comments here. I do want to drop them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peters, welcome. Uh, he, 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 he helicoptered in with a Bray Wyatt reference saying, I'm here. And then uh, he did almost uh, like the, the synchronicity of our collective. Oh, mind. right. <laughs> Don't forget about that core surgery, guys. Wait did not, wizard fetus. <laughs> Takes two calendar years to heal. Uh, Jared throws out there. He's going to snip this video of Matt praising cop. Again. Hey. Let's, let's slide proof, into the cop's proof's DMs. In the, like proof's in the pudding. Yeah, proof's yeah. in the pudding. Um. Ketzel, hockey engages your core in every aspect of the game, unlike other sports. Lol. What? Yeah, I mean, it's what was that <laughs> Michael Scott quote where he bought that athletic uh, equipment? You know, it goes to your center core and your upper core and uh, your hockey core. And it's really the most important core that, you know, you can develop and work on is your hockey core. Um, uh, who else did I want to throw in there? Uh, Nicola. And again, please correct us if we're butchering your name. Um, unrelated, but we don't get a lot of Nicola comments, so I'm glad you're in there, bud. Saying, I really hope we keep burgers. 
he should get more playing time. Um, it's tough, right? Because I would think that one of the lines we'd want to put him on is, you know, third or fourth line, but the third line's been so good. And uh, fourth line hasn't been too bad either, Matt. That's right, like that... Delano, that's Sprong, that's, you know, especially tomorrow, I got to think that we might get some Clint Costin in there uh, for a few receipts against Ottawa. Well, that, and Burgers, that was... Burgers, that's not where we need him. No, I'm I, and 100%. And we'll we'll talk about um, Grand Rapids uh, in a minute here. But, um, like, I, I wanted to bring up, too, like, it's not like we played the cop game, right? And, uh, you know, I, I guess I don't I don't want it to feel like we're being like too tongue in cheek here because I, I, I actually just want to praise like the actual numbers we're seeing and the like it, it obviously breaks. You know, it's it, it's it goes through the eyeball test because we see the pucks going in the back of the net. But I, I was like, OK, there's a reason why this is happening. And, and the analytics back it up 100 um, percent. But I, I like I wanted to call out, like, go to the Vegas game. Five on five ice time. Rasmussen, Cop, Christian Fisher. Leads. <laughs> all, all four lines and five on five ice time. Did a hell of a job. And I you do. didn't. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, what? I do want to talk about Cop, but I. <laughs> Nicholas saying, I want to see a cost in 10 minute. I got to assume he meant major. 10 minute major tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, uh, sure. I think he might oh. take the opening face off. So I, I would anticipate being there from moment one because he might only play one shift and we won't see him again. For sure. Um, but I wanted to say, it's not like you improved Andrew Cop's line mates. Like, it's not like you you put him between DeBrinket and Kane and you changed what his role was with the team. You you sort of just let this line continue to gel and learn together. Um <laughs> Oh man, we do have some grumblings here about cops' um, elevated performance, uh, specifically Derek Hand saying, "I love this." You know, it's nice that cop is doing well, but I'd rather be right about everything, so I don't like it. Derek, that <laughs> is exactly the thesis of Matt's opinion in every single episode. So you guys are right in lockstep. <laughs> yeah, what, like a hundred percent. So um, the reason that this this kind of stuff is so important is because of some of the other stuff we're going to talk about here in a minute which we're trying to figure out, can the Red Wings save us? And we've talked about their strength of schedule. We're talking about Cop making some improvements here, and it's really benefiting the team. And for sure, like when I said earlier, we want to get Patrick Kane back, keep him out of that Ottawa Senators game because you know they're going to be hunting for his head. Um, but for sure, we, we need a Patrick Kane in this lineup. And we need Andrew Cop to continue to do this because of some of the stuff we're about to talk about. This is the scary stuff, guys. This is the measuring since the start of the year with all of our great success. The yeah. expected goals for per 60, Mike, we are the second worst team in the league. Our five-on-five -five game has me scared unbelievably shitless right now. And um, it's not good. And we're doing a lot of winning. So a lot of people could just say, obviously, analytics is broken. You don't need to get pucks on net because you'll win anyway. I just think that this points to the scary side of the Red Wings and that this could go the well, other way. I think 
I think could we go have the an other idea way. too of what's kind of throwing this off too, right? Because like, um, uh, I forget where the expected goals for comes from. Uh, does like so shots... it's those, your high danger chances and medium that's danger? Why. Yeah, I think every time I've been to a Red Wing game, that's when you notice it a lot more. Um, and I don't know if you want to call it puck luck, but it it they all kind of factor in together. Where it's like, wow, the Red Wings like lead the league in shot percentage. Um. You know, they keep winning these games where they, they get just completely annihilated on the like the shot chart. I got to think this contributes to it a little bit. And while this is a very concerning number, Matt, I, I don't disagree with you. It's almost as if they don't care. And this is how they play. Well, let me let me do two things, because I'm going to relate Nicola's question here to the to the issue uh, at hand. So I, I think it's just a good call out and a concern uh, to be at this point with the expected goals for per 60 being so low, being the second lowest in the league. Like, it's not just like uh, we're middling and we're still scoring. No, it, it this could really go wrong if we don't continue to get success on the power play kind of thing. Um, so I'll bring up Nicholas question here in a second, but I, I just, it, it, it definitely what you're trying to do with the analytics is not, I think a lot of things we get wrong with it is that we try to look at the um well let, let's turn let's turn it back to the cop stuff like i I was like, okay, this doesn't what is what is cop doing right and we you can clearly see there's differences between January and the rest of the season, right so you're not necessarily trying to dig out of analytics anything you're gonna you're gonna come up with the hypothesis i think andrew cop has improved and then you're gonna run the analytics and it's very clear sometimes that there's a reason behind it and then sometimes you're just like i i guess his shooting percentage just went up and that's why he's scoring we didn't we didn't talk about that with cop but what you don't want is these statistics where you're like Ah, crap. I don't know why this is happening. Now we are going to, I have another statistic we're going to talk about in a second that shows why this is happening, why we're still winning. And it's a very scary statistic. Um, So we are going to get there in a second. There is a reason how we're still scoring with this incredibly low expected goals for per 60. Uh, but Nicola threw out there. Um, Y'all think that we're going to have a quiet trade deadline. Uh, if we're in a playoff spot by then, uh, I think we should get a smart two way or shutdown defensive defenseman. Um, to answer that question, I know we've talked about it before. Um, this does paint the picture that there's some need to get some more help five on five here. And we'll talk about how hard it's been to get the puck out of the zone. And does that solve all your offensive problems? Uh, the Red Wings have struggled with that, um, this year and, and in January. Uh, so that, that could outweigh things a little bit here but um i i would say nicola i would want to hold on to my cards unless we can get something that's going to add to the core somebody has a piece that they're done with and they think won't work for their core but it'll work for ours i'm going for it but i am not doing anything just to add this year um but i i think it's very clear based on these numbers that we could use some help in so many different facets of the game. But I think this number very clearly states that there's something going wrong 
and getting the puck out of the defensive zone and keeping the puck in the offensive zone, getting sustained pressure. Patrick Kane can do a lot to sustain that pressure. We see a, a very active stick from Patrick Kane when he's on the ice, uh, forechecking, turning the puck over, getting second, third shot opportunities. Um, and that's something that lacks in the Red Wings game. That could be a result of this. There's still one more thing we need to talk about. Uh, so I'm, I'm still hinting at it. Okay. Um, I don't know if we want to, uh, you know, this is, this, uh, is more just a continued, uh, part, a piece of the conversation. Uh, we pull up Jay Fresh's team cards where the Red Wings are ranked the second best finishing team in the NHL. And I was like, okay, so we don't get a ton of chances. So maybe we are just amazing. Maybe we're just amazing at getting an incredibly high percent of high danger chances or an incredibly high percent of medium danger chances. We are neither one of those things. We are in the bottom half of the league for getting high and medium danger chances. And again, anybody rolling their eyes and saying analytics, shut up. All we're talking about is getting chances that are more likely to go in the net statistically. That's how you define a medium danger chance and a high danger chance. Talk about your up front in the net, uh, up in front of the net, getting a rebound. It's a high danger chance, right? Goalie has tried to make the first save, couldn't do it. Now you're in front of the net. Would you rather have that, guys, or would you rather be firing the puck from the blue line? Right. We all know the answer to that. So Can you go back one second. Eek. Okay, I came to it. Everybody that's watching on YouTube. Soak that in. We're going backwards. <laughs> no, uh, go forward one slide. Oh, yeah. Um, just because Dan B wanted some clarification on how you can be second in finishing but low in expected goals for. That's that's exactly what we're talking about here. So this is the difference between putting the puck in the back of the net. You have a great shooting percentage, but everything you do to put the puck in the net so you have that lack, uh, that low expected goals for. That means you're not doing the things that you would ultimately assume would put the puck in the back of the net. A lot of chances and high danger chances. We, again, are in the bottom half of the league and trying to get those chances out in front of the net. Yeah. I, this is where the fear I, comes I, I thought what play. this was saying was that, you know, uh, we don't get very many scoring, high danger scoring chances. We might get one. And we scored on it, but we don't really get any more than the rest of the game. Right, but we so it's don't. It's nice that you went one for one, but it'd be much better if you went like three for eight. So here's the problem. We don't even do that. Okay. We, as you can see, are far and away the best low danger shooting percentage team in the league. Yeah! Woo! Sucky league! Most teams are going to be below four percent between this four percent and uh you know around uh, like above one and a half percent sure we are above five percent making our way close to six percent <laughs> you know what's funny is when i went to the wings game um yes. i got to basically <laughs> see all of these things um <laughs> when uh we had a very uh low danger scoring right low danger shot percentage uh, because Mo Sider was at the blue line, and I think he was trying to pass, and it deflected into a goal, and even Sider shrugged. 
I'm just saying. I I saw a cop goal. I've I've seen a Mo Sider was trying to pass goal uh, from the blue line at a terrible angle, and it just happened to go in. Um, but you know, maybe the luck gods are finally on our side. So Jared Jared called me out and said, as you can see, and then in quotes, <laughs> screw the podcast listeners. I hope I've done a good job explaining this graph. But also, guys, join us on Twitter. We're now or on X. I'm now posting the episodes there and on YouTube as Red Wings rant. We are scoring at an abnormally high rate with low danger chances, which should not be happening. So to go back, uh, was it Dan B talking about the, how could you be second in finishing, but almost, you know, third to last and expected goals for, and it really is the difference between here is the play you've put together. Here's the puck you've put on net. Chances are this shouldn't go in, but it did. And that's scary to me. And we're trying to talk about this episode is titled, Can the Red Wings Cure Detroit's Heartbreak? I am so scared with our very hard schedule coming up. And unfortunately, our extremely high conversion rate on low percentage (laughs) shots. Yeah. Can that be sustained? And again, to talk about, to go along the line and and walk the tightrope here of how analytics should be applied it's not to say that we can't sustain it but analytics would suggest this is an impossible feat for the red wings to keep up for 82 games let alone the 50 games they've done it so far um again and i'm i'm not i'm not just talking about like we're near the top and that's how we've made the difference no we the, the second best team, the Pittsburgh Penguins are at like four and a half percent. And normally you would be like, no way. Like Alex Lyon's save percentage on low danger shots right now, I think is 99%. Wow. That's where you should be. It's a low danger shot. You're just trying to get the puck on the net and create a high danger shot. But the Red Wings shots on net. And all of this is according to natural stat trick, by the way. Um, their measurement of a high danger, medium danger, and low danger shot. Um, their measurement of low danger shots, we we are converting at an extremely high rate. And I was so super bummed to find that out today. Um, because it's scary. It's not something that can be sustained. So Patrick Kane's coming back. We could look at this as like Okay, we we survived missing, and I know it sounds silly because we've only had Patrick Kane for so many games, but we survived missing one of our most talented forwards for a couple of weeks here. He'll, he'll be coming back against Vancouver on February 10th. But this team, and Jared made a point, um, team needs a shutdown guy who can clear the zone, Lion has had to stand on his head too many times the last couple of weeks. For a team that does struggle to get the puck out of the zone, I think Jared's absolutely right. Um, we need I, uh, we need to take wanna... that next step too. Could this lead to a team that has more scoring chances? It could lead to a higher Corsi four percentage with just as measuring throwing the puck at the net. But I don't think that helps our problem because when we do get into the zone so right we've gotten out of the defensive zone now we're in the offensive zone i kind of feel like it's important to mention too like 
when you're watching a Red Wing game and sometimes you kind of feel like, why does it feel like the other team's just dominating in our zone and getting all these great shots and it feels like we're one and done? Yes. Those That emotional feeling, is, it's kind of encapsulated by this analytic. Right. Like, telling you that, you know, that's awesome that the Red Wings are scoring on five, you know, what was it? Five percent of those five yeah. point. Yeah. Five, five point, point two of those low whatever. danger shot percentages. That's insane, man. So it's, it's great. That's gravy, but ideally to make life easier for yourself and to make it kind of feel like you're putting more pressure on the other team, uh, you want more high danger scoring chances. And the other benefit of doing those is that usually when they're high danger, the other team gets stressed out about it, and that's what penalties get drawn. So it just it kind of makes everything in your life easier. Well, you know, this again, this is gravy. This is great. Um, man, I I kind of want to see how much digging we can do on what the all-time like season finish for a low danger shot percentage is, because I gotta think we're going for the record this year. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's great, but man, make make your life a little bit easier. Um and maybe that's when in some subsequent episodes here, because there's been a lot of questions about it, Matt. I'd say it's like one out of every five comments is who are we trading for to help out with this? Because I, I, I was kind of tongue in cheek earlier when I said maybe this is play by design. I don't think you design your offense to prioritize low danger shots. You want high danger shots because it's a higher likelihood of them going in. They're stressful. They're hard for the goalie to stop. Um, and again, they're so important towards, you know, getting you power play opportunities. Um, so that's probably where we're going to have to do a little, a little digging for you guys and see if we can find some available gems who can kind of help balance out, um, you know, sustaining pressure, um, the other team's end. But I do see a lot of skeptics out there. I, I gotta say, if you're Watching the full 60-minute games, or I think it's a lot easier when you're watching it in person. And I'm not saying that as somebody with season tickets. I'm saying that as uh, somebody on the coattails, usually of free tickets, up in the upper bowl and nosebleed. You really get a feeling for like, damn, I wish we could have <laughs> give Lion a break. Um, I do appreciate him standing on his head, uh, standing on his head. But you know, maybe we could get a few shot opportunities, not get blasted every period like 15 to four. And I'm very happy that one out of four shots went in. But can we get eight shots? Can we get ten? Can we try to outshoot a team for once, Matt? Um, so all those things kind of factor into what this stat is telling us. It's that you have succeeded, but you're on a very difficult road if you want to try and make it into the playoffs and get those, I think, 95, 98 points people were talking about. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, trying to find it right now. I think we can pull that for the next episode. I'm uh, I'm struggling to get the website to work, but I think there is a way I can pull that. So I, I'm I'm gonna try. Well, Matt, uh, we while you're doing that, we do have a, a bid for comment of the episode from oh, uh, fan favorite Dan B. Um, is a shot that misses the net an expected goal? Because I think there's a guy in San Jose who can help with that area. <laughs> oh, God bless you, Dan. I'm so glad you're here today. Uh, no, it does not count as an expected goal. Um, <laughs> so here's here's the other thing, too. Um, I saw this uh, online posted. Um, 
this may have come from Prashanth, but it was also it was kind of the same conversation, but on the defensive side. But basically, the amount where where I'm trying to figure out, like, oh, did we get a good amount of medium danger, high danger shots? Um, what do I want to say uh, on net? And that's how we came up with this great shooting percentage. And we found out, no, we're just a middling below average team in that regard. On the flip side, on the defensive side, where we do give up a ton of chances, and it would be great, even though, you know, based on what I'm trying to say, I do agree with Jared a thousand percent. We need more guys that can get the puck out of the zone. We apparently are giving up at the top of the league, a majority of just low danger chances. So when you do that same measurement and trying to figure out like, where's our percentage of low danger chances compared to high danger and medium danger, we're at the top oh, so of the Nicholas, league. Yeah, dude. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, wait, so you have it flipped as well? Do you have the slide or no? Um, I'd have to look up the stat, but I I think we can all can we all just take my word on it? Defensively, <laughs> we give up a ton of shots, but they're they're low danger shots, and we're at the top of the league in regards to that percentage. I don't have that because I just saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's That's just okay. No, I just wanted to throw in too for Dan B. Sorry, boys, I'm just an old dog and been watching hockey 50 years, so I'm always gonna fall back on eye test. That's that's me too, Dan. I'm guilty of not being as savvy with the, the deep cut stuff as Matt. But I think, again, when you see those periods where we're getting dogged, we're getting dogged, like 20 shots to like six. That's kind of what the stat is trying to explain. And, you know, maybe it is a close game. Maybe we even took the lead, but it just makes it so much harder when you're not able to kind of control the play. Um, so that's where our finishing can be high, but our chances are low. So it's it's a risky game, not giving yourself more, uh, you know, kind of shots at the at the at the blackjack. This is making me so goddamn angry that now I can't find a natural stat trick, a way to pull up, because I could pull up low danger shot percentage for this season, which obviously we looked at, but I can't pull it up going back. Like they don't let you go that deep into it; they just give you high danger shot percentage. But I will keep digging for you guys because it would be pretty cool if we were going to break a record this year but clearly we are on pace to uh do it this season at least we'll we'll be the best low danger shooting percentage team and maybe that's what you need to be sometimes to get in the playoffs maybe you need to be the best low danger shooting team i mean we do have a guy like shane gostaspare right like you would assume he most of his shots are going to come from those low danger areas and they've gone in um we were just showing highlights of a a Moritz Sider goal a couple weeks ago that just was a seeing eye single and bounced off a skate and went in the back of the net. That's a low danger shot. Uh, definitely could have been blocked twice, but still made it in the back of the net. So, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's better to be lucky, but I will say, I think it is something to be concerned about going forward is that percentage of shots, at least that, are considered low danger. Uh, not the fact that they're going in, but how many are low danger compared to medium and high danger. Um, and did our success just come from this? Um, I'm going to say quote unquote luck. So, um, you know, there's a reason we're able to keep winning. And that's why uh, I decided to pull up Alex Lyon, Mike. Woo. Fourth best save percentage all season. That's what that statistic is showing. There's some dates in there, but I, I just made it October 1st to 
January 28th. Fourth best save percentage in the whole freaking league. That's our hero. You you put it right. Um, I uh, I do really enjoy the Detroit fans, by the way. Um, and now the chant will be a little bit different since the Lions have been eliminated. But let's go, Lion. And it's really caught on. Uh, it's a really good chant. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, by the way, I should pull up. Uh, we should do some ads, right? Um, we have the we new Alex Lyon T-shirt I made. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Let's get it up there. Yeah. Well, uh, Matt was working take... diligently on this bad boy. He was he was hammering away on the old Photoshop there, and well, we had we the first had some some licensing issues that luckily yeah. we were able to the, the first one and keep it live. First one got removed. Okay, and I I would argue that this one is more Detroit Red Wingy. <laughs> just to be completely honest uh but we put up uh we'll share this here in a second um i put up our, our new it. alex lion uh let's call it a, a logo maybe uh but it's on it sweatshirts it's on t-shirts um Ooh. yeah look at that sucker your detroit lion um i emailed you probably saw the emails back and forth right because it's on our shared email where i'm like just tell me what i need to do to fix it and they're like it looks like <laughs> detroit red wings blah 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 but anyway this is our new approved by teespring which yes. look at you can see the winged wheel in the background and there's wings around like how is this fine and the other one anyway i don't know but that line really looks like aslan i like that a lot uh this the is on, um, yeah Ooh, Decoy wants to know if there's a thong. I can probably get that going. Uh, for all you lovely listeners right now, of course, you can see our uh, very special discount code if you guys want to give it a shot. Find uh, the shop through our our uh, X account. Go to at Red Wings, Red underscore Wings underscore Rant on our X account. We have a link to the shop there. Love it if you guys could check it out. Uh, promo code... You can see right now for all you YouTube viewers, unfortunately for the podcast listeners, you're going to have to join the Discord to be able to Ooh. find it. Ooh, man. Nice tease there. Getting them into the Discord. Uh, real quick, while we have the uh, Let's Go Lion Chant, uh, Decoy, Butterfingers, Josh Reynolds is a low danger player. I just wanted that. Uh... I was so mad at that guy. Uh, he had a pretty good season, but. Man, you had to save your drops for like the biggest two moments in line receiver history. Anyway, I know that is pretty crazy that if he makes that catch, we go up probably 31 to 10. Yeah, everything in the third quarter. Yeah. And now he's probably not going to be a lion next season. (laughs) I, I, I know this is a Red Wings podcast. I thought this was very interesting because I'm, I'm curious if you guys think this happens in every sport. But the reason that Dan Campbell was forcing those, uh, obviously we know why he was forcing those uh, fourth down plays, but the strategy behind it was they said, if we can get to 30 points, we or if we can get over 30, we know we, we've got the game. So Dan was desperate to go from 24 to 31 at that point because in their book and their statistics, it said they would win the game. Which is crazy. Like, that's such... I, I actually really love that. That they're like, no, if we get to 31, the game's over. 
like the, the amount of time that would be left. Yeah, no, I heard uh, there was actually some some commentary on that too um, about how it's a race to thirty. It seems. Yeah, like. but um. <laughs> Uh, Crimson, I kind of feel the same way. I'm so over the Lions conversation. I'm just numb to it at this point. You know what? I'm not watching the Super Bowl either. It hurts too hard. Um, by the way, Blake with an important question about tomorrow, because I know we're, we're getting towards the end here, Matt. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say when we lose, um, but I will say, Matt, how do you feel about Blake's part two of his question? Um, how many suspensions are we going to see tomorrow? Well, they do really love handing out suspensions to the Red Wings, so probably a couple. Um, I'm I I am pretty excited for this game. I I you know we we could be looking at fight night at Little Caesars. Um, it's gonna be loud. It's gonna be violent. It's gonna be fun. That's the only thing like about going to this game. Like I wanted Patrick Kane to be safe. Like when we when we looked at the schedule a couple weeks ago and we saw it was gonna be. You know, the game before the All-Star break was uh, against Ottawa. Like, I, how about that transition, huh? Uh, we were, I was just like, too. Yeah, keep him out. It's fine. You get another 10 days to rest. Uh, pulled up the schedule here. Um, and uh, Blake wants to know, how are we going to do in February after all those suspensions as well? Well, let's take a look, Mike. Uh, you've got overall the hottest team in the NHL, Vancouver, arguably. Then, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the hottest team throughout the entire season. Uh, Mike, the absolute hottest team within a couple months span, maybe ever. If they win a couple more games, it will be ever. The Edmonton Oilers after that. Then you've got Vancouver in Vancouver. So after you faced them at home and they've been destroying everybody, now uh, you get to go to Vancouver. And give it a shot. Um, Calgary, Seattle, totally winnable. And then you've got Colorado. Not fun. Uh, but then you can finally take a breath, Mike. Your first, I, I feel like, big, deep sigh. Like, oh, get some air in and out. St. Louis and Chicago. But the games are goddamn fucking had to be back-to-back. But. It is at least St. Louis and Chicago. Chicago is going to be at that point where have they traded some guys, put a little more, you know, few more, few more injuries. Of course, Bedard's done. It so don't remind me good. of that. He was, but, he was carrying uh, my fantasy team. I know. I can't. I can't believe he was carrying your fantasy team. Um, but yeah, it's it's not going to be a fun. It's not going to be three games to start. I'll put it that way to start February that you're going to be like easy wins. Very tough battles. Edmonton playing the way they are right now. Um, what are, are they at? 14 wins in a row now or 13? Holy mackerel. Um, yeah. I know. I've I've got Stuart Skinner, so I'm, I'm pretty happy about that, oh, actually. Um, Matt, if you're going to look at this schedule, two Vancouver's, an Edmonton, a Colorado. Um, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You, oh, got, great. Ten, you got 10 games in February, Matt. And what, uh, what Jared, kind of win loss, what kind of win loss can we expect out of this? I, I, looking at this, guys, you gotta I think be six very... and four. Six and four would be pretty, pretty Whew. nice. Yeah, you. I was gonna say you'd be very happy with anything above five hundred. Looking at this, this is a bloodbath. This is this is this is murder. 
Yeah, I mean, it could be one of those things where we start to learn who's tougher, the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference. Maybe Detroit knocks out Vancouver, Edmonton, Vancouver right away, like right out the gate. They're still playing tough. We'll have Patrick Kane back at that point. Um, be good to get everybody rested too, especially Dylan. Um, you know, we, we know mentally, physically, this has been one of the most challenging seasons for Dylan Larkin. Uh, give him some time to rest up. This is, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be it, right? Like we talked about all January before January even started. We were just like, well, season's over. Well, I mean, like <laughs> the schedule with, looked hard, but this December, is so much harder. With December, that was awful because of who we were, right? Because we had so many injuries. We had basically no goaltender. This is more of a gauntlet because of who we're playing. So I think this is this is going to be a, a really fun challenge um, to see if we can step up. And uh, Michael Scripp. If, if you want to Ooh. give by the end of February, Iserman will be ready to sell the farm. Michael Scripp, no! Don't pay attention to those deep cut analytics. Don't pay attention <laughs> to the schedule coming ahead. It's all going to be gravy. Don't worry, buddy. <laughs> uh, but also welcome aboard. I don't think we've heard from you before. What's up, man? No, um, Mike's been on. He's been on. Oh, it's been a minute, I guess. Um, Jim Johnson, 16th straight. Yeah, Mr. Optimist over there, huh? No, it's talking about Edmonton. Jerry. Oh, I thought so. He was looking at our schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that um, would be nice. But, I mean, really, just looking at February, just how important is it to nail this game tomorrow I night? I mean, if this team is like... <sighs> You know, you said five and five is, you know, that you you could be kind of happy about that based on how tough these games are and where they're located. Yeah. But man, you come out of this like six and four or seven and three. I mean, Iserman's going to be buying like a madman to be like, well, I was right. I guess we'll start picking players up. And that's when we might have to say so long, partner, to Johnny Burgers. Well, um, I'm about to say goodbye to you guys because I woke up my son again. And uh, wasn't wasn't nice. See, script said been a while. Uh, good to have you back, script. Um, I did have some more I wanted to chat about uh, regarding Grand Rapids. We had quite the fun show that happened over the weekend with the Belleville Senators, uh, where Simon Edmondson uh, knocked some teeth out. But um, yeah, I tell you what, guys. Sometimes life gets in the way. I love y'all. Uh, hopefully, if anybody's coming to the game tomorrow, you guys hit us up. Let's grab a beer. Um, but yeah, again, if you guys want that sweet ass, uh, Alex Lyon shirt, head on over to our X account, red wings, underscore red, underscore wings, underscore rant. You'll find the shop link. Uh, I'll put the link into uh, the comments here too. <laughs> and, um, you can find, find the link in the, uh, show description as well. If you guys are listening on a podcast, um, all right, now I'm getting yelled at. All right, I got to go, guys. Love y'all. I'll go see you later. Going to try to put myself to sleep. Go Woods! <laughs> Bye.